Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering NXT from 525 and NXT UK from 527. So let's get this show on the road shall we? Let's go into the ring and see what's going on tonight. First, we start with NXT. We start out with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Now, this is for a shot, supposedly, I'm taking, for a tie for a title shot against the tag team champs, uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. This feud, now, for those of you who don't know, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were the original first winners of the tag team titles for NXT. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon kind of feel like they deserve a rematch, and I agree with them. They do deserve a rematch. They did lose those titles, so they, you know, by stipulation, rematch clause is in order. But apparently, NXT Creative seems to think that maybe we should get some of the people to jump through hoops. In my opinion, if you lose a title and there is a rematch clause, automatically, by forfeit, you get that rematch clause no matter what. No matter what. But, of course, NXT Creative seems to think differently. So, we get Ember Moon and Blackheart versus Takai and Gonzalez. It's a great match. The NXT Women's Champion really showcases what her and Dakota Kai can do. But Ember and Shotzi do the same. It's a back-and-forth fight. Ember and Shotzi are incredible together, guys. If you guys have not seen these girls together, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I stand by my women's division. These four women are incredible. If you've not seen Ember and Shotzi together, go look them up online. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. It's incredible to watch. Dakota Kai and Gonzalez, fantastic together. Another great team that you should go check out. Together, as a, you know, these four of you know, these ladies, incredible. They were incredible. They had a great match. It was a good showmanship. Good to show what these girls could do. Showcase their talent. Show what they... <laughs> Pretty much show Indy and Candice what they could be up against, which is really good. Of course, Ember and Blackheart did win that match. Props to my girls. I'm so glad you girls won. But what happened afterwards? Just can't believe. Gonzalez attacks Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, taking basically Ember out. They put Ember against the post, and Dakota Kai is holding Ember. While making Ember watch while Raquel Gonzalez just destroys Shotzi Blackheart. Typical heel move. Expect that. But it was a brutal destruction. It was a brutal thing to watch. As a wrestling fan and as a female wrestling fan, it's hard to watch, you know, people that you like getting this getting done to them. But it's what Raquel does. It's just what she does. You guys may disagree. You might have liked it. You might have been like, hey, I like this. This is good. This is great. Let's do this. Not quite sure where creative is going with this. Interested to see where they're going with this, but we're going to wait and see because it's going to be interesting to see what, what happens. Really excited about this. We get to Champa and Thatcher. They cut a promo. Now, last week they had a fight against Ligardo El Fantasma. Great match, but the grizzled young vets got into the match and cost Champa and Thatcher the fight. Thatcher and Champa ain't going to take that lion down. We all know Tommaso Champa. He don't take nothing. Timothy Thatcher, same thing. Doesn't take anything from anybody. You put these two together, and it's a dangerous combination. 
grizzled young vets don't realize what they've done. They don't realize what kind of snake hole they just stepped into. And I'm telling you, it's a rattlesnake's hole. And you don't want to make these two boys mad. And they just did. Killer freaking promo. Pretty much laying it on the line that they're not going to take this from the grizzled young vets. They're just not going to take it. You boys need to go back to NXT UK and stay out of it. I agree with Champa and Thatcher because the grizzled young vets had a shot at standing and deliver for those titles against MSK. They failed. Failed. Emphasize. Failed. So why in the world would they think that they would get another shot? Lagardo El Fantasmo and the Tomasa Champa and Thatcher have a better shot at it than you guys because they've never had an opportunity at it. You guys did. This isn't I get an opportunity, I fail, and I get another one. It ain't like you guys had the titles you lost and you get a rematch. That's not how this works. You have to go to the back of the line and work your way back up. That's how it works. You don't just snatch an opportunity. You don't get another opportunity because you failed. That's not how that works. That's not how this works. But apparently the grizzled young vets seem to think differently. I beg to differ. I don't. I mean, you failed. You don't get another shot at this boy. You just don't. That's how this works. Great promo by Thatcher and Champa. Looking forward to seeing them in round two with the grizzled young vets. Interested to see this. I'm looking forward to it. Pete Dunn versus Bobby Fish. I told you guys last week I was looking forward to seeing this whole thing with Pete Dunn and Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish has been gone for six months. We've not seen Fish. Fish had his orbital bone or his bone on his elbow completely destroyed in war games. Pete Dunn didn't realize he was injured because Fish continued the match. Fish finished the match. Of course, we all know the Undisputed Era did win that match, but it he had to have surgery, so he was out. I mean, real bad surgery. Yeah, Possible life career, career threatening injury that would have ended his career, but of course Fish came back. I was excited to see this match, and Fish really did give Pete Dunne a run for his money because Pete Dunne's been running around claiming that he's the terror of NXT, that he's better than anybody in the ring. If you don't believe him, come in there and prove him wrong. Bobby Fish was actually proving him you're not what you claim to be. You're not as good as you think you are because there's someone out there that's better than you. He has a, he has a bone to pick, and it's a great... I mean, he was picking a great bone. It was a really good match. Of course, Oni Lorcan was on the outside. You weren't quite sure if Oni was going to get involved and, you know, cause a DQ. You didn't know what was going to happen. Of course, Pete Dunne did win that match. Bobby Fish was incredible. He was... It was good to see him back... Good to see, you know, good to see Bobby Fish, you know, showcasing what Bobby Fish could do as a singles competitor. Really good to see. After the match, Oni Lorcan attacks Bobby Fish. Why? Pete Dunne won the match. There's no point in going after Fish if he didn't win the match. What was the point of that? You know, what was the... Think they're about getting ready to set up Oni Lorcan versus Bobby Fish, and that's going to be a good combination because that's going to be a really good clash of styles, and it's going to be good to see. It's going to be a good stepping stone for Fish as a singles competitor to face Oni Lorcan. Great stepping stone. Bobby Fish is mad. Oh, he's mad. He's mad. When you go after Fish, you're going to get something you aren't going to be expecting. You're going to see something you're not going to see coming. And I see Pete Dunne and Fish, this, you know, this thing with Pete Dunne and Fish and Lorca being far from over. It's far from over, guys. It's well far from over. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next between these two. 
I mean, or actually these three. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Bobby Fish. Mercedes cuts a promo claiming again that, yes, she lost to, you know, Gonzalez. She thinks, she still seems to think she deserves the title. Again, Mercedes, I've said this a hundred times and I'll say this one more time to all of y'all out there in the wrestling universe and you may disagree with me, but I don't think Mercedes Martinez is ready quite yet. She's almost there, but she's not there yet. She's not been in NXT long enough to actually show what she can do. Granted, she's been in NXT before, but she left and went with Retribution over to Raw. She was gone for a while, so she really didn't, and really when she was there the first time, she really didn't have very many matches. So, she's coming back claiming that she deserves this title. You haven't proven to me quite yet that you're ready to, you know, carry the NXT brand in the women's division. There are other women in the division right now, like Ember Moon, you know, Shotzi Blackheart, even Dakota Kai, that have been there every single day, that have wrestled every single match. You know, they deserve a shot at it before you do. They really do. You are not ready yet. You haven't had enough matches to prove that you're ready. Hit Row, here we go again with this faction that I just can't get on board with. Swerve Scott is better without, I mean, he's proven. He is a master in the ring. He, I mean, he's a great in-ring performer. Why he wants to associate himself with a faction which will overshadow what he can do, I don't understand. But I just can't get on board with Hit Row. Because they haven't proven to be enough that they're a strong enough faction like the Undisputed Era, the Shield, you know, New Day. They haven't proven that they're strong enough to do this. Even Pete Dunne with McAfee and them were stronger than Hit Row. They haven't got enough fights under their belt, all of them as a whole, to prove that they're good enough. Adonis? He's great. He's great as a singles competitor. Swerve Scott? Fantastic as a singles competitor. Top dollar? We haven't seen much. He's done one match. One match. Ain't enough to prove to me that you are worthy enough to be in the ring with anyone else. The girl that's in the tent, she ain't even wrestled at all. She stood there and looked pretty. Showcase to me that you belong in this company, that you belong in this division. Back up your words, and I will believe that you're a good enough faction to, you know, stand up to anybody. They start picking on first Finn Balor. Really, Swerve? Really? You want to go down that road with Balor? Balor is a veteran. Balor is on fire. You are asking to get punched. Asking to get took out. Don't ever challenge the Prince. That's stupid. They go after Kushida. Kushida? Really? Kushida has proven, unlike you guys, Top Dollar, and you know, everybody else, he's proven that he belongs where he is as Cruiserweight Champ. He has proven it. There is nothing that you guys have done other than be bullies to prove that you deserve a shot at even Koshida. Bronson Reed. You really going after Bronson Reed? Have you lost your mind? The boy just won a the North American title 14 years in the making. And you're telling me you think you can take on Bronson Reed? Really? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Bronson will squash you. Bronson will take you out. Have you lost your mind? And then swerve. Carrion Cross, are you really trying to get yourself hurt? 
You do not want to be in the crosshairs of Scarlet and Carrion. For those of you who have not seen what these two can do, I'm telling you, right now, as a wrestling fan, you do not want to be in their crosshairs. Because if you are, your time is ticking. Your clock is ticking. You're not going to like the end result. And Swerve Scott, you couldn't take carrying with one hand tied behind your back and blindfolded. He gets you in a cross jacket. You're either going to tap out or you're going to pass out. He gets you in, if he, which he does have another move, guys. It's called the Doomsday Device. If he puts you in that, you're out. If he puts you in, you know, his other moves, his finisher moves, you're out. Carrion can beat you, Swerve. So I don't know where you're getting this in your head that you can take on Carrion Cross, Finn Balor, Bronson Reed, or Kushida, or MSK for that matter. You don't stand a chance because you've not proven that you belong in, uh, up against these other superstars. You've not had enough matches and wins under your belt to prove you belong with any of them. So hit row, sit down, shut up, and prove it. Prove it to us. Prove that you belong. Prove it. I want to see proof. One match is not enough to prove it. Swerve, you've proven you can go head-to-head -head with Koshida. I believe you could fight Koshida. But the rest of you, shush. Just shush, because you don't stand a chance. Swerve, you can beat, you probably beat Koshida. But Finn, Bronson, and Karrion, uh-uh, uh-uh. They will annihilate you. Trust me. Don't want to play with that. Don't pick a bone, and don't pick a fight that you can't win, because you ain't going to win it. Mercedes Martinez versus uh, Zaya Remy. Remy has been on fire, guys. This girl's been on fire since she won the match against Tony Storm. She is incredible to watch. Mercedes, I told you guys, she's starting to showcase that she really is. She's starting to show that maybe she could be a contender later on down the road for the NXT Women's title. She's just not quite there yet, but she's doing really great. Remy, same thing. Fantastic. Killer in-ring performer. Doing really great. I was really good to see these two fight. Great matchup between these two ladies. They really showed what they could do. They showcased the fight. They brought the fight. They were really good You know, team, good to see fight against each other. Great match. Incredible match. Of course, Mercedes did win that one. The shocker came after Mercedes won. She's kind of in the ring celebrating her win. And the lights go out. It gets dark in the Capitol Wrestling Center. Completely, absolutely dark. All of a sudden, the steam starts whittling up and it starts getting really weird and misty. And the fires light up across the Titantrons, across the screens, all the way around the Castle Wrestling Center. You see the fire and everything and you smell the smoke and you can see everything. And you see her looking around trying to figure out what's going on and then the lights come back on. And she's standing there and she's trying to figure out what just happened. She looks down, and on her hand, on her right hand, is the black mark from Zia Lee and her faction. She has just been marked by Zia, Boa, and the rest of the faction. Not looking good for Mercedes Martinez. When you ask Casey Catanzara, ask Caden Carter, when you're in their crosshairs, it does not turn out well for you because Zaya is dangerous. She is one dangerous woman. 
she went completely, completely 180 from the way she started. And she's looking incredible right now. And that black mark signifies your next. You are in my crosshairs, and I'm going to take you out. Interested to see where this is going to go. Interested to see what's going to happen with this. What's, what, how did Mercedes end up in this position? Don't know. Interested to see what's going to happen. Really am. We get Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase in the Million Dollar Face-Off. I was excited to see this. Because I, Ted and him have been going back for this. This storyline with Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes has been incredible. It has been an incredible ride. I've loved to watch what's going to happen next. What's Ted going to do? What's Cameron going to do? It's been an interesting little ride. And I kind of was excited to see it finally come to a head. They're having a face-off and they're talking and, you know... He says he's getting, you know, he's getting ready to, you know, talk about the million dollar, you know, million, you know, kind of talking and telling him about the million dollar man keeps cutting him off and how he feels like, you know, the million dollar man keeps getting in his crosshair. Well, the million dollar man's music kicks on. Here comes Ted DiBiase. The Capitol Wrestling Center is chanting Ted, Ted, DiBiase, DiBiase. You know, they're chanting. He comes out and Cameron Grimes asks him. He goes, I want to know why. I want to know why you keep cutting me off. I want to know why you keep doing all this stuff. Why are you putting me through this? I don't understand. You know, I admire you, Ted DiBiase. Why are you doing this to me? And he looks at him and he goes, you know, he's looking at him. He goes, look, the money. He says, look, Ted goes, look, I'm going to tell you right now, kid. We have a lot in common. We do. We have a whole lot in common. He goes, the reason that I do this is because when I look at you, I see a little bit of me in you. I see a little bit of myself in you. The way you act, the way you carry yourself, the way you project yourself. I see that. I see a lot of the million dollar man in you. He says, and if there, he says, if there's, I'm kind of looking for somebody who's like me. I'm kind of looking for somebody for the million dollar legacy. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm kind of seeing. You know, seeing. He goes, I praise you. Yeah, he's praising him. He's telling him all the good things he does. He goes, there's just one problem. Just one. He goes, there's only one problem I have with you. You've lost your focus. You, you've lost, you know, your talent in the ring. You've lost what your, you know, what your main goal is. You've just lost your focus. You've got everything else, kid. You've got everything else. You're on fire. But when it comes to your ring performance, you've lost it. You've lost focus. You've lost sight of what, you, you know, what the end goal is. What you're supposed to do. You've got the money take over. You've lost that focus. Well, out comes none other than L.A. Knight. Oh, gosh, really, WWE? Are you going to keep forcing L.A. Knight down our throats? We really don't care about L.A. Knight. We really don't. We're tired of seeing him. I mean, some of you may like him. And if you do, tell me on social media. Give me. I would love to hear your reason as to why you like L.A. Knight. I'm sick of seeing him. I, I'm just sick of him because they're, they're just pushing him in our face like, yeah, like L.A. Knight. He, you know, he's big. You haven't proven to me anything, L.A. Knight. He hasn't proven to me anything in the ring. Nothing. His in-ring performance, not that great. His promo's great. He's killer on the mic. But when it comes to his in-ring performance, you ain't proven to me that you're that great. You ain't proved nothing to me. You've had five matches. Five matches. That ain't enough to prove to me that you're that good. Not really. Well, Ted kind of gives, kind of looks at both men, and you know he's talking about how he wants to leave his legacy. And L.A. Knight tells him, "Well, I'm better than Cameron Grimes." 
I think I'm a lot better. I haven't lost my focus. I know my end game. I know what I want. And I'm going after it. I admire your gumption. I admire your ambition. I really do. I admire LA Knight's gumption and ambition. But you haven't proven to me that you're good enough yet. I, I need to see more than five matches to prove. I need to see something. And you haven't proven anything to me yet. Uh, so he basically, you know, is trying to get Ted to work with him instead of with Cameron Grimes. Cameron is not liking this. Cameron can't stand it because Cameron has worked so hard to get to this point and he's not happy with this. He's not happy with the way this is going because this is not what he wanted. This is not what he envisioned and it's not looking good. And Cameron cuts him off. He whoa, 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 whoa. This is a conversation between me and Ted DiBiase, not me, Ted DiBiase, and L.A. Knight. Step back, boy. Move back. I didn't ask for you to come out here and run your mouth. I didn't ask for you to come out here and try to take my place. Me, get back. L.A. Knight doesn't back down. He's really mad. He tells me you need to leave, or I'm going to kick you to the moon. L.A. Knight doesn't flinch. He just kind of stands there. Knight, you know, Knight doesn't think he's done. All of a sudden, Knight just attacks Cameron Grimes out of the blue. Just starts beating Cameron Grimes down out of the blue in front of Ted DiBiase. I mean, just out of the blue. He's beating him and Ted DiBiase after it's done. After L.A. Knight walks out of the ring, Ted DiBiase kind of leans down to Cameron Grimes and goes, You're never going to get it, are you, kid? You're just never going to get it. And walks out of the ring and walks off with L.A. Knight. What is just happened? What is going on here? Is Ted DiBiase teamed with L.A. Knight? Are we going to get, you know, a feud between Grimes and Knight over Ted DiBiase? What is going on? I'm completely confused. This storyline just blew me. It threw me for a loop-de-loop. It blew my, blew my mind. Interesting to see where this is going to go. Don't know. Have to wait and see what creatives can come up with. But this is an interesting. This is an interesting setup. A little bit more of a twist to the Camel Grimes Ted DiBiase story. Like it so far, creative. You got my attention. Like it. Let's see where this goes. Andy, I told you guys last week. Andy found out that Candice LeRae was the reason that all this happened with her and Dexter and she's excited because he still loves her and she's uh, you know all ecstatic and goes off and well she's in the back trying to find Dexter she's walking around you know calling his name looking you know looking around for him trying to find him and she accidentally interrupts Everise in the middle of their podcast Everise is trying you know gets into a little bigger spit spat with Andy Andy doesn't like it you know Everise tries to get in her face da, 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 da. it walks Drake Maverick and Drake Maverick cuts the whole thing. He goes, hey guys, look, obviously this lady's having a really hard time. You guys have got to cut her some slack. She's really having a hard time. She, you just got to cut her some slack, Karen. He goes, you're looking for Dexter, right? And he goes, yeah, 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 I'm looking for Dexter. And he goes, well, earlier I saw him in that room, that door right behind you. Yeah, that room right there. That's where I saw him. And he's like, thank you. And she goes off to go find Dexter. So she opens the door. The lights are out and everything. She walks in. She calls his name. She tells who she is, trying to get Dexter's attention. The lights come on and there's pictures of broken hearts everywhere. Pictures of Dexter and Indy. Picture of Indy laying at the spa and Dexter over her. Knives stuck in Dexter's heart. Indy doesn't know what to think. What is going on here? 
what is happening here? Don't quite know where this is going. But this can't be going good for Indy. And this definitely can't be going good for the way. Don't know exactly. Dexter's up to something. And don't know exactly what is brewing. But this is interesting. This is really, really interesting to see where this is going to go. And where the storyline is going to play into effect. And the whole way Indy Hartwell Dexter storyline. Not happy because I really want Dexter and Indy to get together. I think it would be cute. I think it would be adorable. I don't. I'm like Beth. I don't like this. This they need to fix this seriously, so they can get together and you know go off happily ever after or whatever goes on. They need to fix this. I'm with Beth. They need to fix this. Frankie Monet makes her <clears throat> her grand debut, styling and profiling, looking like Frankie Monet. She faces Cordy J. It's a good matchup. Great matchup. Frankie really doesn't showcase what Frankie really can do. For those of you who don't have never seen Frankie Monet, you need to go look at her back in Impact. Guys, just look up Valkyrie and go watch her. Her she's fantastic in Impact. WWE seems to be kind of watering her down a little bit, and I don't like that. They need to let her come in and just annihilate opponents. Show what she can do instead of watering her down so much. She's all talk and no show in the ring. She's really got I me. Mean, it was a great match, but Frankie really didn't showcase what Frankie could do. She really didn't. I mean, it was a squash match. Pretty much a squash match. She really didn't showcase what she could do. Of course, like I said, she did win that match. She did not really showcase what she could do, and I was a little disappointed that they didn't let her, you know, be her and go in there and do what she did. Very few moves. Not really impressed. Hoping maybe, though, they're building her up to being, you know, what she is. Hoping that WWE is doing that. I hope they're not watering her down to be some kind of comical gimmick. I don't like that. That's not fair to Frankie. That's not you know, fair to the WWE Universe. They need to see Frankie as Frankie really is. They need to see what she really can do. And showcase what she can do in WWE. Because she could be a real powerhouse in WWE. If they play her storyline and her cards right. Grizzled Young Vets again of course cut a promo. They basically talk about, you know, what Champa and them had said and how they think they still deserve a shot at MSK because they didn't get a fair fight. You lost. How many? Do we have to play it back on the Titantron for them? For them to see that they lost this match? They don't, they don't deserve another shot at MSK. They haven't earned it yet. I'm interested to see how they think they're going to be tied champs because they, they had the opportunity and they blew it. I... I'm not seeing how they think that they're going to be, but it's going to be interesting to see where WWE goes with this as a whole. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here because I just don't, I don't see it. I don't physically see, you know, it being, you know, worthy of them getting a title shot. I just, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. I don't see it. I really don't. Walter cuts a promo with Imperium. Talks a little bit about Alexander Wolf, which we all know what happened with Wolf. We don't have to go about this story again. Y'all know what happened. And how he thinks that they need to get the tag titles. That Bartell and Eichner need to get the tag titles. So when Walter returns to NXT, they basically have a faction with a strong you know, leadership with the titles. I'm looking forward to seeing Walter return to NXT. I'm looking forward to seeing what Walter can do in NXT. He's the longest reigning NXT UK champion. 
I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be his next challenger. What you know? What Imperium as a whole? Imperium needs to get back to being Imperium. The you know, come in, beat you, beat you down, and walk back out. The back sacred. Prove to me it's sacred. Come back to us, Imperium. Be Imperium. Don't be this little comic gimmick group that you turn them into. We need Walter back so that Imperium can be stronger together as a unit. That's what we need because Imperium is a dominating force. Without Walter, not so dominating. Just, just not. Bronson Reed makes his entrance as the new North American champion. I was so excited when he got it. I was so happy to see Bronson Reed make this kind of accomplishment. I was very excited. He talks about 14 years to get to this title, to get you know, get to where he is. He says, this is for any person out there that thinks they can't do anything. You can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. You can accomplish anything you want to do. If you work hard at it and you you know strive for it, it can happen. And this is a prime example of what happens when you work hard. You can do anything you set your mind to. The sky's the limit. Yeah, he's reminding everybody, you know, hey, you guys can't take this away from me. If you want to try, come at me. Come try to take this away from me. I dare you. Come at me. I'll take all comers. Fighting champion. Love it. Bronson Reed is a fighting champion. I love it. Come get it. If you want a shot at it, step into the ring with me and let's see what you can do. But I promise you ain't taking this off of me. It ain't ain't happening. Well, enters Santos Escobar and Lagarto El Fantasmo. Oh, this is interesting. Now we have Escobar into the storyline with Bronson Reed. Ooh, this is a challenge. This is a nice little setup in XT Creative. I like it. He claims, Escobar claims that he was born a champion. That he's always been a champion. He is the king of Lucha Libre. We've heard this song and dance. You've proven, Escobar, that you are good. You have proven without a shadow of a doubt that you are good. And he basically claims that the business, business belongs to him and no one else can take this business away from him. He is the king of this business, blah, blah, blah. And he gets in the ring. He starts, you know, talking about how he wants the North American title. And how the title belongs to him. That the title makes the man. And you don't quite make the title. And as he's talking, you see... While the Mendoza kind of going around on the side circling the ring. Bronson realizes he's outnumbered. He realizes the numbers game are in play. And he might be able to take out Escobar. But he can't keep his eye on Mendoza and Wild. It's going to be really hard to keep his eye on them. Well, they circle the ring. And right as they're about to get in the ring, MSK comes out to help Bronson Reed. I was like, yes, MSK. All right, now this is good. This is going to get really good. They get in there and they basically chase them out of the ring. The three of them are like, now, now, now it's even. Now we have an even playing field, boys. Step into our ring. Come on, step into our office. Let's talk this out like men to men. Fist to fist. Come on, come on. They won't step in the ring. Escobar and Lagarda stands back like, no, 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 we're not doing this. And the whole time you see MSK, the taunt, back and forth between Bronson Reed and MSK and Escobar and Wild and uh, Mendoza. It's an interesting setup. I like this setup. I like where this is going. Now you're giving Bronson Reed some competition. And I like it. I like that that's how they're doing it. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. 
I'm interested to see, you know, how this is going to play out with Bronson Reed and MSK and Wilde and Mendoza and Escobar. I, I'm excited. I'm really genuinely, as a wrestling fan, excited about this. You guys may not. You guys might think that this is pointless. And if you do, give me a shout out on social media. Tell me your opinion. Tell me what you think because I see this as a good setup. I see this as a great storyline. You guys might have a different opinion. You might think that there's somebody else that should be involved. I'm interested to see where this is going. I really am. I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Of course, Mr. Regal comes on. And he speaks about the number one contender saying we basically need a number one contender for carrying Cross's title for In Your House. We really do. We need one. You know, He needs some new competition. He needs something new to face if he wins. If Balor wins. Balor needs some new competition. You know, we kind of need a number one contender. So he announces that next week on NXT, there will be a triple threat match. You guys know how I feel about triple threat matches. You, it never plays fair for whoever's involved. It never, I mean, it, you don't have to be pinned to lose the match. It just doesn't play fair. But this is an interesting triple threat. So it's really got my, you know, my gears turning going, ooh, this could be good. This could be real good. I'm kind of excited about this. The triple threat match consists of Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne. The winner of that match will go on to face either Finn Balor and Karrion Cross for the NXT title at NXT TakeOver in your house. I'm excited because these three guys are going to bring the fight to each other. These three guys are going to be incredible. Now, my big problem is, is there are two of them that I don't think could take either Balor or Cross. These, there are two. Dunn's faced Balor before. Dunn can actually bring the fight to Balor. Kyle can too. Gargano's faced Finn Balor and Gargano got his butt whooped. So, I'm not quite sure, you know, the three of them, you know, I'm not quite sure. Now, when you put if Karrion wins the match... I don't think Gargano could take Karrion Cross. I really don't. I'm not saying that he can't. I just don't see Gargano being able to defeat Karrion Cross. That to me is not going to be a... I mean, it could be a really fantastic match. I could be completely wrong. But in my opinion, with Gargano's track record, I mean, I know he's Johnny Takeover, but I just don't see him beating Karrion Cross. He, I just don't think he can. Even with, you know, Austin's help... I just don't see him doing it. I just cross jacket. He's out. You know. And Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly definitely stands no chance against Karrion. I, I just don't see Kyle being able to get over that hurdle with Karrion Cross. Finn Balor. Yes. Karrion Cross. Uh-uh. That's a squash match, right? I mean, Kyle could completely throw me for a loop-de-loop. But I just don't see him being able to be such a good competitor against Karrion. Now, as for Pete Dunne, now that's an interesting setup. Because Dunne is a, bru I mean, he's the bruiser weight. It was brutal in that ring. Dunne might actually give Karrion a run for his money. Can he beat him? I don't think so. But it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be a great challenge for Karrion Cross if Dunne wins that match. It could be a really interesting fight. I'm intrigued by this triple threat match. I don't like triple threat matches. But in this case, 
you've got me intrigued. You've got my light bulb coming on going, hmm, this could be really an interesting match. Interesting to see. He also announces that MSK next week will put their title on the line against Legardo El Fantasma. Ooh, finally we're going to get the answer. Can Legardo get this title or is MSK going to blow him out of the water? This is another interesting one. That puts my two one-to-watches for this week, guys. MSK versus Legardo El Fantasma and the Triple Threat match. Need to check those out, guys. Those are my ones to watch us. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm excited to see these two matches because I'm interested. Regal, you got my attention. Now give me something good. Interesting. Now we move on to the main event. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this for the past two weeks. It's Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Finn Balor versus Cross Part 2. This match was incredible. It was just as good as Stand and Deliver, if not better. These two brought the fight to each other. If you have not seen this match, go look it up. I highly recommend you go look it up on social media because it is incredible. It is uh, one of the best matches of the night. It was so incredible. Back and forth. Finn Balor trying to get the coup de gras. Yeah. It was just incredible to watch. It was, a, it, was a, it was a great fight. Excellent fight. I was on the edge of my seat, biting at the, chomping at the bit, hoping, praying that maybe Finn could pull it off, or hoping and praying that Carrion could actually do this. It was an incredible fight, and Carrion and Finn brought it. Of course, guys, Carrion Cross retained with the cross jacket. He made Finn Balor pass out. He didn't tap out. He passed out. It was an incredible fight. Like I told you guys, if you have not seen it, go check it out on social media. It is my one I recommend you go watch because it is incredible. Best match. Incredible. Now we move on into the ring with NXT UK from 527. We start out, like I told you guys last week, Nathan Frazier's had enough of Shays and Norm Dar's shenanigans. He's had enough. He can't take it no more. He's done. So he confronted Shay William, you know, Shay Samuels, trying to give you pretty much tell him, hey, look, I've had enough of this. I'm done with this. You and I, one-on-one, let's get this done. Let's get this over with. I'm tired of you and Dar interfering in my life. I'm done. I want to end this now. So we get Nathan Frazier versus Shay Samuels. Of course, Norm Dar comes out with him. Who did not see that coming? We knew Dar was going to come out because Shay comes out with him all the time. Who didn't see that coming? We knew it was coming. The fight was fantastic. They brought the fight to each other. Nathan Frazier showcased what he could do, and Samuels proved, oh, I'm bad in the ring, boy. You better watch me. Watch me, boy, because I'm going to get you. I mean, it was an incredible fight. Of course, midway through the fight, Noam Dar tried to cheat. He tried. Who didn't see Dar trying to cheat? Who didn't see? It's Noam Dar. Of course he's going to. Nathan Frazier takes him out on the outside of the ring. I mean, takes him out. Knocks him completely on the ground. And Frazier gets back in the ring and starts fighting. Well, Dar tries to jump in the ring. He tries to jump in the ring and the ref catches him. The ref looks at him and says, You are out of here, boy. Bye-bye, Dar. See you later. Goodbye. Out. Dar is mad. He is furious, fuming, going off, going up the entrance ramp. 
Now Shay has to fight Nathan Frazier one-on-one without any fear inside, outside interference from Noam Dar. Now the table, oh, how the tables have turned, guys. Oh, how the mighty can possibly fall. And it's a great, great fight. Of course, happy, happy, happy Nathan Frazier beats Shay Samuels. He is not happy. But Frazier is elated. He's ecstatic. He is happy that finally he's gotten past this and now maybe he can move on to bigger and better things. Uh, congratulations to Nathan Frazier. I was so happy to see him win. So happy to see this man win. Joseph and Jenny cut a promo on you know how well they are and how good they are and blah 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 blah. He picks on subculture. I've been excited, been waiting for subculture to get here for a long time. Really been waiting, you know, for them to show up. And he's purposely picking on Flash, you know, Flash Gordon. He's really picking on him hardcore. Flash is amazing. If you guys have not seen this man, him and his tag team partner are incredible. They are incredible together. Go check out Subculture. They are fantastic. I love it. He calls Subculture lower class. And they're, him and Jenny are upper class and lower class always loses against upper class careful what you say because flash morgan is going to hit you right where it counts in the mouth joseph connors careful that is dangerous waters to tread flash morgan is lethal and he has a lethal fist not a good idea to make him angry just saying just calling it as I see it. Bad idea. Dory gets stopped on his way back from getting basically thrown out of a match with Shay and Nathan Frazier. And he basically says, is this any way to treat a star? I'm a star. I deserve to be treated with star treatment. la ti da He says, someone needs to pay for this. They seriously need to pay for my mistreatment as a star. How dare you? You don't mistreat me. And he says, well then I guess Dragonoff is going to have to pay for them mistreating me as a star. You really are pushing Ivan Dragonoff? Have you lost your mind? Dragonoff is lethal in the ring. He almost beat Walter Noem Dar. You are asking for trouble. It's a dangerous game to play to be challenging Dragon, you know, Dragonoff like that. Dangerous, dangerous game. Dar doesn't realize what he's playing with. He's playing with fire, and he's about to get burned against Dragonoff. Big time burned. Ashton Smith versus Timon. Now, Ashton Smith has been out for a while. His wife had a baby. Congratulations to Ashton. I was very proud. You know, he's very happy. And he's been out for a bit. His tag team partner has been, you know, had travel issues and not been able to make it to NXT. So, Ashton's been pretty much working by himself. And Ashton's been doing a great job. An incredible job as a partner. But T-Man cannot seem to let it go. Wanting to know where his partner is. Where is Carter? Why ain't Carter here? Why ain't he helping you? Don't you think Carter's you know, abandoning you? Blah, blah, blah. Now, let me tell you guys a little something about T-Man. T-Man is dangerous. He's a dangerous, dangerous German. Very dangerous. Great competitor in the ring. Fantastic competitor in the ring. He has this move that he uses that it's really, really dangerous. It, it's a crossbar. It's a cross face. Similar to a cross jacket, but it's a cross face. He uses it a hundred times. He's used it so many times, I can't even count. 
Well, a few weeks, or should I say about four or five weeks ago, he used it. And he wasn't really paying attention to what he was doing. His opponent that was with him had, had him in the crossbar, but his arm wasn't positioned in the right spot. And when he does a crossbar, T-Man will pull you back, as far back as he can get you, to put, apply pressure to your back to where it'll force you, the pain in it alone will force you to tap out. And he does it in a snapping motion so that he can get you back far enough to where you'll tap. He literally pulled his opponent back and in the process on the on the camera in the microphone you hear that boy's arm snap. You hear the bone snap. First time T-Man's ever had that happen. This made T-Man a lethal machine and he's out to get Ashton big time. He's out to prove to Ashton Smith that Carter does not want to be with him. He has been picking on Ashton Smith for a while and Ashton's had enough. This match was incredible. Back and forth incredible. T-Man of course did win that match with that crossface. Luckily enough, it wasn't back far enough. His arm wasn't positioned in the wrong spot. That he didn't hurt Smith. It was a good match. It was a really good match. But after the match, T-Man does what he always does. What he's known for. He attacks Ashton. Beating him down. I mean, literally, there is nobody there to save Ashton. Yahoo! Carter returns. His tag team partner. I was so happy to see Carter return. Yay! Tag team back together again. He literally chases T-Man out of the ring like, Hey, look. This is my partner. This is my best friend. I'm not turning on him, but I'm going to get you, boy. You keep running that mouth, I'm going to get you. I was happy to see Carter return. I really was. I was very excited and elated that he finally has gotten back to NXT. NXT UK. Very excited to see. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen between Carter and T-Man because I see it culminating into a fight between those two. A showdown of shows. It's going to be interesting to see. Dragonoff does an interview. Because, of course, he has a match against Noam Dar next week on NXT UK. Dar, of course, running his mouth, as always. And, you know, he's asked about Dar from the interviewer. And he tells him the truth. Dragunov doesn't lie, guys. He's Russian. He doesn't lie. He's telling the truth about everything that he says. Everything that comes out of his mouth is positive truth. There's no sugarcoating it. No, you know, dancing around it. None of that. You know, none of that. It's, it's, all, it's all truth. And he basically says, if someone tries... To bring out my dark side. My dark side's going to come out. And it's going to come out in violence. And if you want to put the blame on me. For you doing something stupid Dar. Then you're going to pay the consequences. For bringing out my dark side. You're not going to like what I do to you. You're not going to like what I dish out to you. You're not going to like it at all. And I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. I'm really interested to see exactly. What is going to happen. What is going to. You know, how it's going to accumulate into this huge fight. Between these two. It's going to be an interesting match. Like I told you guys, it's, it's my one to watch for next week is Dragunov versus Noam Dar. It's going to be an interesting fight, and I'm telling you guys, you need to go check it out because it's going to be a great fight. It really is. It's going to be interesting to see what, you know, what Dar can come up with, and if he can beat Ivan Dragunov or if he's going to get the star treatment in the proper way, the way only Dra Ivan Dragunov knows how to do Jack Starr's in there and he's talking about how much, you know, he really wants, you know, a shot, you know, a title. He would like to, you know, stand out. He's really, po you know, positive about, you know, his out, you know, his outcome. 
Jack Star is amazing. If you guys have not seen Jack Star, you need to go check this guy out. He is incredible. He is phenomenal. He's one of my favorites in NXT UK, and I really like him. But my favorites happen to come up and make it perfectly clear where they stand. Pretty deadly. The NXT UK Tag Team Champions come up and pretty much Tell Jackson Star, tell Jack Star where he can go. How you, you want one of these? You gotta get really good. You know, pretty pretty deadly does what pretty deadly does. They talk the talk, they walk the walk. You know, they do what they do, just like they did with Gillis when they got the titles. They pretty much are being pretty deadly. I love them. They are incredible to watch. You guys not seen Pretty Deadly? Go online and type them up and look them up. They are incredible. I love these boys. They are incredible. But they tell Jack Star, oh, you want a shot at these? Well, you better go find you a tag partner. I don't think you're going to get them. You know, they kind of... Jack Star's mad. He is mad. He is had enough of Pretty Deadly shenanigans. Could we be seeing Jack Star get a tag partner? Could we see Jack Star and his tag partner going after Pretty Deadly for the titles? Ooh, the creative juices are starting to flow. What's going to happen? Interesting to see where this is going to go. Interesting to see where this storyline itself is going to go. Because this was unexpected. This was not anywhere in my playbook anywhere. Kenny Williams versus Andy Wilde. Now, Kenny Williams is incredible, guys. If you've not seen Kenny Williams, you need to go check this guy out. This guy is an incredible ring performer, great on the mic. Andy Wilde, great too. Fantastic performer. Spectacular. Really, 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 really good. It's an interesting it's an interesting fight. I mean, they really bring a really good fight. They really do. Their, their performance is fantastic. I loved it. Of course, Kenny Williams did win that match. Kind of didn't see that coming. I kind of thought Andy Wilde might have it. Kenny won it. Interesting fight. Interesting to see what's going to happen next. Interesting to see where Kenny Williams is going to go from here. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. The main thing I'm looking forward to is in two weeks. In two weeks, Kylie Ray has to defend her title against Melko. We've seen this fight before. These two girls have had this fight before, but this time it's personal. Kylie Ray is still going around basically claiming that she is untouchable, that she is the forever champion. Yeah, again, guys, what have I said? What have I said on every single podcast since this started? Don't ever say you're untouchable. <clears throat> Don't ever say that you are for forever anything because someone is going to come along and going to prove you wrong and take that from you. Kylie Ray is biting off more than she can chew when it comes to Melka. This girl is dangerous. Satanora is dangerous. She is not someone you want to piss off. She's not someone you want to make angry. And she's definitely not someone you want to push. Because Satanora will put you in your place. I promise you. I'm interested to see this match. I'm interested to see the rematch because I do not see it playing in favor of Kylie Ray. I don't because she's running her mouth way too much about being the forever champ and being un, untouchable. Can't say that. Wrong thing to say. Johnny Gargano found out what happened when you claim you're untouchable. Bronson Reed took the North American title off of him. 
Be careful what you say. Your actions have consequences. And our actions are going to have consequences when it comes to Satanora. It's just that's how it is. I mean, she's from New, she's from Japan. What do you think's gonna happen? Hello, you're not gonna win this time. You're just not. I mean, Kylie, you're not. You, you, you're just. I don't see it. You're not the forever champion. You're not gonna keep your title. It's not gonna happen. It's just not. Then we have Brown versus Coffee, too. We know that's coming next week. It's another match that's gonna be interesting because Joe Coffee. And Brown have had some really good... I mean, they've had a really great match. Their confrontation between each other and their build-up for this fight has been fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing what these two are going to do this time in the ring. Rampage Brown is pretty deadly. And when you put him in with Joe Coffey from Gillis, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting fight, and I'm excited to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. They did a great promo, you know, they showed the build-up as to what was going to happen. I'm excited about this match. I really am, and I'm looking forward to seeing what these two boys can bring to the table. I really am. Now we get to our main event. Sam Gradwell has been going on, and on and on on Trent Seven. We've seen it going on for the past couple of months. It's been an on and on battle because Gradwell seems to think he got cheated. Now, I'm going to bring you guys up to speed as to what is going on. In case you haven't seen it, or in case you don't quite know what's going on with Trent Seven and Sam Gradwell. Gradwell and Seven both come in before NXT UK ever got started. NXT UK kind of had their little tournament of champions to set up for the NXT UK Championship. Gradwell was in it. Seven was in it. Pete Dunne was in it. You had Tyler Bate. You had a lot of good competition. Joe Coffee, you know, Joe Coffey, Wolfgang. You had, you know, Jack Starr. You had a lot of good people involved. Yeah. Amir Jordan. You had a lot of really good people. Kenny Williams. There were a lot of really good people involved in this. A lot of really good people. They really were. It was an incredible thing. But NXT UK had not even gotten started yet. So you had some veterans that were kind of involved in this whole thing. Trent Seven, Sam Gradwell, and Tyler Bate were three of those veterans who were involved in the whole setup of NXT UK. Well, in the middle of this tournament before UK got started, Sam Gradwell took a ACL and MCL I mean, career-threatening injury to his right knee. He went out. We didn't think we were going to see Sam Gradwell again. It was that bad. I mean, it, he went through two years of surgeries just to get back to this. So, Bate and Seven were considered the founding fathers of NXT UK, which they were because they were there when NXT UK's foundations were formed. They were there. They were you know, there the whole time. They you know, supporting every you know bringing in the talent, you know helping the talent out, training the talent. They were there. Trent Seven is one of the founding fathers of NXT UK. Gradwell seems to think. He deserves to be considered that too because he was there when it when the foundations were starting to be built. He was. He was. I do believe he does deserve a little bit of credit where credit is due because he is a veteran. He you know, he's a, he's been in the business for a very 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 long time as long as Trent Seven, if not longer. 
So he really deserves, you know, credit where credit's due. Granted, he got injured. You know, he thinks Seven stole his spot. He really thinks Seven stole his spot. Seven didn't steal his spot. Seven was already there. Seven helped build the foundations of what we see as NXT UK now. Sam Gradwell started it, but he wasn't there to finish it. Do I believe he deserves credit for the foundational start of NXT UK? Yes, he does. He deserves that shout out. He deserves, you know, to get a little bit of credit where credit's due because he was there with Seven and Tyler Bate when it started. Is he a founding father? No. No. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve credit. He does, but he doesn't deserve that credit because he was out when NXT UK took off. He was not there when NXT UK came to fruition and took off. Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Jack Starr, Amir Jordan, Kenny Williams, they were there. They were there when it started. Walter, they all were there when the foundation started. They are the founding fathers. They did were there when NXT took off. So they deserve that title because they were there. Not saying that Sam Gradwell doesn't deserve the title or you know, the credit where the credit's due. He does deserve to be known as the person who started it, but you know, built the foundation, but he wasn't there when it took off. And it wasn't his fault, really. Like I said, he got injured. He went through two years of surgeries just to get back to where he is now. He could have not been able to come back at all. So, I kind of feel bad for Sam Gradwell because he really does deserve a little bit of credit. But claiming that Trent Seven stole your founding father spot? No, he didn't. Trent Seven was already there. He already had it. You were there with him. You should be sharing in the accolades of what you two successfully did together as, you know, best friends, as friends, you know, as veterans. You should be happy that UK, UK exists, NXT UK exists. You should be happy for that, but Gradwell's not. He's not happy about it at all. And he's made it perfectly clear to Trent Seven he's not happy about it. He doesn't like it. He feels Trent Seven saw his spotlight. He feels he feels that he deserves to be a founding father. He deserves he, he thinks he deserves all the admiration and the credit that Bate and Dunn and the rest of them are getting. He thinks he deserves that. Leading up to this main event. Trent Seven versus Sam Gradwell. This fight was an interesting fight because you got two veterans who have been in the business, came into the business about the same time. So they're both, you know, veterans. They are true veterans at their best, at the peak of their careers. And they're going against each other. When they should be working together, they're going against each other because Gradwell's greed has kind of got the best of him. His, you know, his ego has kind of got the best of him, and he feels like he's getting cheated. When in truth, he's not really getting cheated. Trent's never said that he didn't help build the foundations of NXT UK. Trent has never said that. All Trent has said is that you're not a founding father. You help build the foundations of what NXT UK is, but you aren't. We're not there when NXT UK came to fruition. You were not there. You can't take credit for something when you weren't there to take credit for it. That's all Trent has said. He's never denied that 
Sam Gradwell didn't pay a play a part. He's never said that. He's he's given Sam Gradwell all the credit where credit is due. This fight was an amazing fight. You weren't quite sure which one was going to get it. You weren't sure Trent was going to get it. If You weren't even sure if Taylor, Tyler Bate wasn't going to come out and throw the towel in. You weren't sure what was going to happen. It was an anything goes, anything can happen match. It turned out to be an incredible match. I mean incredible match. Trent Seven won that match. He won that match. He proved that credit was where it needed to be. I'm hoping that Gradwell can get past it and realize that Trent's not saying that he's not a founding father. That Trent's not saying that he doesn't deserve the credit for the foundations of NXT UK. And I'm hoping that they can be friends. I'm hoping that they can rekindle their friendship because they are incredible friends. They've done so much for NXT UK as a whole. The two of them together and, you know, of course Pete Dunne and some of the others have done so much for NXT UK. It's sad to see a friendship like this go because ego gets in the way. It, it, it bugs me to see this happen. And I'm hoping that Gradwell can see that Trent Seven really is not trying to steal his thunder. Trent Seven's giving him credit where credit is due and I think that he really needs to, you know, pay attention to that get over his ego trip and accept that hey I'm not I'm still part of the foundation he's still saying I helped build form the foundation of what NXT UK is and I'm looking forward to seeing if this might end this feud and they might be able to rekindle their friendship and continue to be you know the veteran teachers for NXT UK and show you know the newcomers coming in and you know pave the way for the new people coming into NXT UK and train them and teach them what they know so that they can get the skills they need to be just as good as them because they deserve it I mean Gradwell deserves all the credit and all the admiration that I mean, he deserves it. He really does. He really does, and I believe I'm hoping that this will solve it. That this will end this feud between the two of them. Because I hate to see two friends fighting over something so silly, something so trivial as admiration. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys for listening again. Because, like I said, without you guys, there would be no in the ring with Brandy. And I appreciate my fans. I really do. I love hearing you. I love reading your comments, guys. Get on social media, and you'll. Give me a shout out. Tell me what you think. You know, tell your friends about me. Get you know, get them to listen. Cause I look forward to it. You know, if you don't want to talk about what happened in NXT UK and you want to talk about anything in wrestling in general, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your comments. You know, follow me on social media. Hit me up on social media on my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights. Nights with a Z, guys. Nights with a Z at the end. Hit me up on there and tell me what you think. Or get on my Instagram and give me your opinion. You know, give me a shout out. Tell me what you think. You know, it doesn't have to be about NXT UK. You know, it be about New Japan. It can be whatever. We, we can chat. We can talk. I would love to hear your opinions. I, would, I value you guys' info. I value you guys' opinions and what you guys have to say. Again, guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Because like I said, without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy. And I deeply appreciate it. I don't know what I would do without you guys. And guys, we'll see you next time with more In the Ring action. Hope to see you guys soon. Thank y'all so much. Goodbye.